Episode 5 of State of the Save. I am very nervous about doing this because last time I was trying to kick... They tried to kick me off the show, what they tried to do. But we're going to start anyway. Starting off with our troublemaker, Nick. What have you been up to, Nick? Not much, man. What you been up to? See, I'm very um, suspicious of you because you're all calm and collective now. Mm -hmm. But I just feel like there's a knife like six inches off the back of my neck. Uh, Michael, tell Vive. me, how are you doing, Michael? Are you better than Nick? Vive la revolution? See, that's not what I wanted to hear. <laughs> I, you know, I really was thinking about that a lot after that show. I was like, four episodes is all I made before I've irritated all of my co-hosts. Um, I want to start off today with a story. Y'all want to hear a story? I like stories. Sure. Okay, so I had to go pick up something. My wife bought something on uh, Facebook Marketplace. Um, that's way out there in the boondocks outside the city I live in. And so as I was traveling, I had some time to myself. It was a long drive. I came across one of those things that's like, um, you know, stop here, historical monument stuff. You know, you see those sometimes on the road. It's, you know, blah, blah, blah. I walked through here back in 1800. Mm. So I was like, I'm going to stop and I'm going to look at this little monument. Because I was thinking on the way out there how in like open world video games and stuff, you just stop and do things on the side of the road. It's just, you know, a thing you do in open world games. Mm -hmm. Here's the thing that those games do not tell you about very well. It's very melodramatic, and also it feels very weird to be by yourself just trudging down a little path to go look at a uh, monument. (laughs) So today I learned that video games lie to you, and they do not tell you how to live your life. Tell me, Nick, what has video games taught you? Uh, I, I don't, I don't know. Not, not, not a lot. You kind of sprung that on us yep. out of nowhere. <laughs> that was the play, and I was hoping that like this was this moment where you would just like, oh, video games have made me a better person, or video games have made me a worse person. Instead, I was just really hoping this would go somewhere, but it's yeah. not going anywhere, is it? Uh, no. Okay, let's Much go. Much like your travels to that monument. Okay. It was very boring. It just said like a bunch of <laughs> it's like a bunch of guys walked through there in the eighteen hundreds. It was very depressing. Um, was there any cool collectible there? No, I go? looked around for like a coffee thermos or something. Mm-hmm. I didn't find anything. Oh darn. Yeah, I know. What a shame. Boy, this is starting off really well, isn't it? <laughs> um, let's go around the horn. Let's talk about some video games. Something a little bit more exciting about me driving around the boondocks. Uh, Michael, tell me what's going on. I'd like to introduce a new segment on the show. Okay, that sounds like something the host would do. Well, um, mutiny. <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, Michael bought another classic video game collection. Oh, okay. Oh, uh, is this like a Facebook Marketplace buy, or did you go out and like buy them individually? It, it was on sale. It was uh, the collection of Mana for the Nintendo Switch. It is the second Densetsu series that came out in Japan. But we know him as Final Fantasy Adventure, Secret of Mana, and then Trials of Mana, which never came out in America until last year because there is so much dialogue they could not fit it on the original Super Nintendo cartridge. Mm. Okay, so is this well-translated dialogue? Yes, it is very well translated, even more so than a lot of the other like Super Nintendo games. Because you think of Super Nintendo RPGs, you think of like rough translation. 
I haven't seen really any of that in Trials of Mana, which is really most of what I've been playing. Secret of Mana, I popped in for a little bit, and it's kind of cool, but um, my main problem is the combat system in the original Secret of Mana uh, is very... Stun locking seems to be the main mechanic of combat. Like, you want to stun lock enemies, and enemies will stun lock you. So, okay, that's I'm not what ahead. I call fun. I'm about to say, I'm going to go ahead and stop you right there. That seems like the least fun way to do combat. Does it? Yeah, because I don't... Uh, just out of curiosity, how many buttons do you have to hold down to pull that off at the same time? Okay, I'm going to go ahead and give you guys a little bit of a, an insight into how this episode's going to go. Michael, I'm going to get back to you in a second, but let's go ahead and warn the audience. I get yelled at for Inside Baseball. Okay, I, as the host, I'm going to go ahead and say I can play Inside Baseball right now. This is probably going to be an explicit episode, just because A... There's some explicit stuff in this here Metal Gear game. Second of all, Nick came in, and the first words out of his mouth to me were, this is going to be explicit. You know that, right? <laughs> and he's been bowling over, sitting there in the corner. So, uh, Michael, let's get back to our regular scheduled talk about some video games, but there's a bomb coming, boys and girls. There's a bomb coming. So tell us more about Secret of Mana as Nick sits down and fumes. So, yes, I... Like Secret of Mana, I want to dive more into it, but after playing a little bit and getting a little bit frustrated with the combat, uh, I went on to Trials of Mana, the game that never came out over here, and that game is super ambitious. Like, it's a shame we never got it over here, because right away, you're given six characters to choose from, like, to choose as your main character, and then you choose two of those characters as your side companions that you want for the story. Does the other characters ever, like, show back up? Yes, they show up, and they have their own stories going on during that. Although your story, everybody has their own personal reason for doing this adventure. So when you have your own, you play through, like, Dragon Age Origins, you play through your origin story before you're kind of thrust onto this adventure. And then when you pick up your two companions, they give kind of like a recap of their Dragon Age Origins origin story that you would play through if you picked them as your lead character. But the other three characters I saw in the world, and they're like, they have their own stuff going on. So but, it's kind of like a situation where, hey, just because we didn't get picked to be the main character doesn't mean that our adventure didn't happen. I ran into all three of the others, and the supposed, quote-unquote, lead character, the guy at the very front of the box art, he shows up a lot in that story so far. Like, he's doing his own he's doing his own thing but when you cross paths with him he's like oh hey uh, can you help me out with this thing real quick so you're like okay sure he's on the box he has to be well they're all on the box but he's on the he's the front and most in center he's your balanced uh warrior type character i'm playing as the rogue type named hawkeye who's a thief marvel comics would like to talk to these guys about the possible copyright infringement on the words hawkeye Eh, it's not when has Japan ever really cared about copyright infringement, especially in the 80s? Well, he does have a bow and arrow. He has, like, uh, dual daggers type thing. So he's more Ronin than Hawkeye, if we want to get okay, full so... comics about it. Okay, but... well, I appreciate the fact that you're, like, defending. <laughs> it's, uh, but yeah, I, uh, if you are very interested in this type of game, I believe it's still on sale on the Nintendo Switch. So, Nintendo Switch eShop for about $20. You get three games, and Trials of Mana is worth it, in my opinion, because it's a super ambitious game for the time. And But 
if you just want to play Trials of Mana, they did do a re a full on remake of that game, which released this year, full 3D. I don't know how similar it is and how much has changed, but if you just want to check out the story, that might be the way to go. I think if I ever tried to pick this up, that would probably be the way that I go. Um, I have a hard time going back to like old school RPGs and things like that. Mm-hmm. It's just. It's such a time commitment, and mm-hmm. you don't want to be fiddling with old school jank for fifty hours. At least I don't. Like I always respect people who can go back and play those. It's just something for me. It's like uh, if I'm gonna put this much time into something, I need I need a little bit of the the modern day style mm-hmm. and finesse. Yep. <laughs> okay. And the uh, second game I've been playing. <laughs> you guys can't see him, but he's just fuming. <laughs> I mean, drinking his monster over there, just buying his time, yep. <laughs> trying to come down from the high blood pressure that I already have. <laughs> and then, yeah, the second game I've been playing, uh, Super Hot uh, Mind Control Delete, which was uh, free for anybody who bought the original Super Hot back in the day. But when I mean back in the day, I mean back like before this game came out so you could have bought it up until june july 16th or something and have gotten this for free but it is they turned super height into like a a series of roguelikes where each level you have like 10 randomized super hot stages to go through and every like couple levels you get an upgrade which is like you start the level with the katana or if you have the katana you can slice a bullet back at an enemy stuff like that so. Okay, I'm I'm going to end up playing this because I mm-hmm. really like Super Hot. Um, the idea of it being a roguelike kind of style kind of bothers me because, to be honest with you, you could just give me more levels of Super Hot, and I would be happy. I felt uh, that way too, but as someone who, uh, well, that wanting more Super Hot is actually very much tied into the game's narrative. Like it doesn't say start; it says more. So you hit the button and it's like, you want more super hot. There is no more super hot. You you beat super hot. You won. So that's kind of like the story. So it's the level, the computer is generating more and more super hot for you. So it's like, okay, you want super, more super hot? Here it is. Infinite super hot. Go crazy. So- that sounds like a developer who was getting a lot of Twitter DMs. Like, <laughs> hey man, when's you going to get some more of that super hot out here? You're probably not wrong, but I did, I really dig it. As someone who played... Uh, super hot to completion and got uh spent a lot of time in the endless mode in that game this is like they took the endless mode of super hot and stretched it out into a full uh game and i i really dig it it's not going to be everyone's cup of tea but if you if the idea of like uh playing uh well randomized super hot sounds kind of cool this is uh this is what I would recommend, but I got to also throw out, I got this game for free because I bought super hot back in 2016. I don't know if it would be worth paying the $25 asking price for it. This would probably be worth getting on a sale for like 10 to $15, I would say. But as someone who could just got it for free, this game's awesome. Isn't the, uh, the old super hot was like 20 bucks when it came out, right? 25. Okay. I was, for some reason I didn't remember. I thought that was like a $10 game. This was, Mind Control Delete was going to be made as a free expansion, but it got so big that they spent the past three years of development on it. Oh, wow. Yeah. So they, 
were like, we want something kind of small, but we ended up with something that will take you about four times as long as the original Super Hot to complete. Huh. So, it's Nick, really uh, cool. Nick, I know you play a lot of like VR stuff. Did you ever play Super Hot in VR? Uh, so I did. Um, <clears throat> I don't know if the version that I got was like the patch on Steam was just broken um, because I did have to roll back one of the patches to an earlier release. Um, it just didn't feel as like natural and fluid as you would kind of want it to. Um, especially since like that's the first game that I bought for uh, like to play in VR. Uh, and I can't remember another uh, Robo Recall, which is like an Epic Games release. Um, playing those back to back is just kind of like one of those things where it was like uh, the Robo Recall is almost like so arcadey and like it just feels natural to where like you had to do things very specifically. So like it's not as natural to throw the gun in Super Hot in VR, which is like half of that game like mm-hmm. when you're out of bullets your a viable solution is to throw the weapon like, yeah um so it's just like little things like that they're almost like so imperative to that game uh to have those not included is kind of and they are included but it's just really hard to pull off it kind of threw me off because when i looked at the uh the product description for the new super hot it says it's the third entry and I didn't take into consideration that they considered the VR to be a separate entry, apparently. Yeah. So it is like a different game. Um, it's not just like the first release in, in VR. It uh, kind of reverse engineers the story. So if I'm not mistaken, you are playing as the uh, people who made the simulation or whatever the program. Uh, so there's like a different story and it's almost like you're in reverse. So like you're playing the same levels but you're starting off in different areas and stuff like that. So it's pretty cool. Okay. I mean... And people apparently love that game. Like, people who play VR love Super Hot VR. Everybody who tries to sell me on VR, it's always like, oh, man, you play Super Hot in VR. So, like, I just wanted to kind of know. Um, Michael, anything else? That's pretty much it for me. Uh, Nick, what have you been playing that is not Metal Gear Solid 3? (laughs) Um, to be 100% honest with you, I haven't been playing a ton uh, lately. I've been kind of busy, but I have been playing a little bit of League of Legends um, and some Pokemon Go. So, I'm going to let you sit there because I, I, you know, uh-huh. we know what's coming. Right. Um, I got a Switch, which is okay. pretty cool. Yay! Yeah, I got one. And um, I've been playing just a bunch of indie games because nice. that's what I do on that Switch. Uh, I got Curse of the Moon 2, which yeah. just came out not very long ago. Um, I was a big fan of the first one. I think I talked about that on the last episode. Uh, this one is another another one of those, and boy, is it pretty good. Um, you know, it's still the same kind of thing. It's like a NES Castlevania style. You go through the, the opening levels in each level for the first four or five levels you get a new character that you can play with and use and they all have different styles and abilities um it's more of that but to be honest with you that's all i want from this game uh is that one of those like this is a modern game designed to appeal to this certain uh genre yeah it's it's hey it's 2020 but you want to play like a cool old school nes game it's it's that kind of style. Yeah. Um, I want to say these are from the same people who did Blaster Master Zero, 
in that they're like, hey, we're just going to make another Blaster Master. You guys okay with that? Cool. So that <laughs> that seems to be that studio shtick, and they seem to have a really good time making those types of games. And to be honest with you, I mean, it's still well designed. It's designed like a modern game. Like it's yeah. it's a lot more fairer than those old games are. Like, um, because I've been playing some Super Nintendo games on there also, because there's the whole emulator thing. And like, you go back to like Donkey Kong Country, which is a game that, like, <laughs> I played a lot as a kid. I had a VHS tape that gave you tricks and trip, uh, tricks and stuff and tips and yeah. stuff like that you know all those things about donkey kong country uh don't know why i had a vhs tape to do that but i had <laughs> one um but those games have a lot of like kind of cheap ways to kill you and you know just it's it's a frustrating experience at times mm-hmm. this game is very much like it sets the rules heals the rules good luck it's difficult without that like oh, i got robbed you don't feel that that way all the time on this game. It's really good. I suggest it. I think it's like twenty bucks on Switch and twenty bucks on everything else. Um, other than that, been playing a little bit of a Throne a Throne Breaker. Throne Breaker. Is that the? That's the Witcher spinoff, Witcher. Yes. right? Yeah. Yes, it is. It is basically Gwent, but um, go on. Like a yeah, but it's a, it's a story mode. You go through. You manage resources. And all battles are done within like the Gwent system. Uh, it's pretty cool. I like the Witcher universe a lot. I'm reading those books right now. Um, boy, is this game frustrating at times? You know, sometimes you just you you're in the situation where you can't win. Uh, your cards are just not lining up the way you hope. But uh, it's very it's very cool. It's a good art style. It's um you know it's a well thought out game. It's worth playing. It's on a uh, Game Pass is also on Switch. I might actually get it for Switch because it might be a game I enjoy more just um, sitting around playing in my bed. In this game, uh, if you just get kind of screwed in the way that your your deck is dealt out to you, I've never played this. I've only played Gwent. I don't super like Gwent. But uh, uh, is it like, is there ramifications in the story? Like, do you just, you know, reload your checkpoint, just hope that you get it next time? Or is there just like, okay, well, here's what happens because you didn't win this battle? Um, it's first of all, Michael was going to jump you when you said you didn't like Gwent. I, I saw, did not. I saw him twitch. It's a lesser card game. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's a, we're not going to dig into this. Okay. Um, but, uh, no, it doesn't do like the story progression thing where, like, hey, you didn't win this battle, so this was what happens. It doesn't do that, okay. but it's a very forgiving save system yeah. where it's like, Hey, you lost. You want to go back to the main ward? We would just kind of count this as not a happening. Okay. Um, so it's not like frustrating where, like, especially for like some of the, um, the optional battles can be really difficult. So the game would just be like, Hey, you can try it as many times as you want. And if you give up, you give up, you can come back to it later. Okay. Like, um, it doesn't feel like it's super, like you gotta bang your head against your wall here and hope for the best. Like, it, it's it's gonna let you kind of back away and re go play, you know, some other battle or someplace else. Try to get some battle cards. Gotcha. Um, you build. This is a deck building game where you build your own, bring your own to the table. You start off with a lot of cards mm-hmm. and a decent deck. Like it go, it goes ahead and gives you a pretty good amount also yeah. as characters come and go it will add those characters cards to your deck and gotcha. if they leave in the story 
they will leave your deck also. Oh, okay. And then optional content allows you to find new cards. There's parts where you can collect like parts of cards and then build a card, basically. Okay. Um, this is also not really a... Um, like, it's not... So far, I'm not really coming across like Geralt or anybody. Gotcha. Um, it's referencing kind of events that I believe take place before the ritual main story takes place like if you know that whole timeline's kind of weird but <laughs> like it's like referencing like Novigrad and their invasion of the north and things like that but so if you're really into those those stories you're going to reference kingdoms and characters and stuff that you know but so far i've not met Garrett, but he's on the he's on the title screen so i imagine he shows up eventually <laughs> um they know what sells yeah, they're like, hey, know this is a Witcher game. Put Garrett on there. The people love Henry Cavill. Don't you? I mean, yes, but... Okay. <laughs> Didn't they make a mod for Witcher 3 that just made... <laughs> it's, it does nothing else but just make his face look like... I mean... Garrett. Uh, I'm not going to lie to you. It's, uh, it's memorable. It's a, it's a fine-quality face. He's a high-quality-looking man. <laughs> um, so we're just kind of talking around something. We need to go ahead and talk about something. Michael... We need to talk about Metal Gear Solid 3, Snake, Snake Eater. Snake Eater. Nick, would you like to start, or would you like us to get to you? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's kind of up to you. I feel like mine can be, uh, my feelings on this game could be summed up in probably one sentence. Okay, let's let's go around the horn first. I'll start. Um, boy, this is a PS2 game. Is that boy. the excuse? No, it's not an excuse. Yeah. At ease, boy. Gotcha. You know what? Let's go, let's go ahead and get Nick's out of the way. Go ahead, Nick. Go ahead and explain so, your feelings on this battle. So it's been, I don't know, where are we at? This is 7.38. We did this, started this at like 7 o'clock. Uh, up until 6.45, I was playing this game, trying to get to where all the fine listeners and other comrades in this podcast have got to. Uh, this game is probably the worst fucking game I've ever played in my life. <laughs> oh no, yep. no! Mike, Michael's heart just uh, just fell yeah. into his legs. I don't even feel bad for saying it. <laughs> Here's the thing, I ain't gonna lie. I I said this on the last episode. I said Nick could come out of this being like, I love Metal Gear, mm-hmm. or he could come out of this being like, this was the biggest waste of time in my entire life. And now we know. It was the ladle. I mean, it's actually worse than a waste of time because, like, you can find little patches of respite and, like, wasted time. Like, if you just zone out. I actively hate this game. Actively. And I actually hate both of you a little bit more because you like this game. And I know it's irrational, but that's how I feel. Okay. Let's go ahead and... We're going to get through this game. We're, going, we're all going <laughs> to... We're all going to buck up and we're going to get through this. Yeah, we are. I, I could... I mean, I knew... Like, here's the thing. I, I've known Nick long enough. I knew about right when I saw him. I was like, "Oh, I know how this is gonna go," and I didn't want to break it to Michael because I know Michael loves this game and I like this game. I do like this game. Now we're gonna agree with some things that you're, I'm sure, all your complaints <laughs> probably. But I think it, it's just what, what your tolerance is. But I didn't want to break it to Michael when I realized I was like, Nick really hates this game. I had that feeling. Yeah. So I'll go ahead and say what I'm gonna say. Um, I like I like this game, despite the game itself. Like the game actively does things to 
to piss me off and to make me have a harder time enjoying it. But the absurdity of the game keeps me coming back. Like, every time it's like, hey, man, let's have a stealth mission that starts off with someone riding a motorcycle up a wall. Yes. And then five minutes later, being like, hey, man, you can't make any noise. People will hear you. Like, that absurdity is what I love about this game. It's it's not the playing it part. Like, and Kojima doesn't really care about you playing his games. Like, he wants you to watch things. Like, he wants to make movies, and video games were just how he fell into it. But, um, Michael, I know this is one of your favorite games. This is one of my favorite games of all time. Yeah. My, I play this every few years. This is my fourth time going through this game. So... This is a tale of two cities, and somewhere in the, the middle... the best of games, it's the worst of games. And somewhere in the middle sits Eric, ready to moderate it all. Oh, so it's like observation again. No, no, I feel like observation. I feel like we're not making any friends with developers. Um, I feel like if the guys from observation heard this one, they're going to be like, boy, we get off easy. Um, Hideo Kojima is no friend of mine. <laughs> well, okay. I will put that as the tagline. <laughs> that might be the new tagline. Hideo <laughs> Kojima is no friend of Just mine. Just every episode. I will make us t-shirts. If you want a t-shirt that I would says Hideo Kojima is no friend of mine, I have a business that will allow you to do that. <laughs> so we'll, I will put that in the podcast description. Both. And actually, for Michael's sake, I'll make another one that says like Hideo Kojima is my homeboy. And, like, you can pick. You can pick. We will sell these shirts. I'm, this is all legit. We'll consider this a poll. If you like yeah. Metal Gear Solid 3. <laughs> like, listen, if you want these shirts, I will make them for you. Um, let's go ahead and start. Because, boy. Um, the year is 1964, I believe. Um, the game drops off uh, with an airdrop, like a high-altitude uh like a Halo jump. The first ever Halo, Halo jump, jump is yeah. done by Naked Snake. Not Master Chief. Yeah. Well, Halo jumps are real things. That's, come on, man. They're, they You're are real things. <laughs> Tom okay. Cruise did one for Mission Impossible 6. He did it multiple times. I think he had to do it. Yeah. yeah. So did the what camera is who jump? had to film that. You just jump out of a plane? No. Yes. Well, <laughs> that's it. Okay. Okay, let's break this down. <laughs> okay <laughs> this is how this is gonna go boys and girls uh a halo jump is like a high out al- is a high altitude jump that's basically done without like a normal military jump when you jump out of a plane in the military mm-hmm. and someone in the military is going to correct me but this is how i understand it the shoots poured for you as you jump out of the plane hmm. um there is some exceptions but this is done at such a high altitude that you're literally like you notice at the beginning of the You game. have to pull the shoot. Is that no, what you're saying? No, like you, you have to bring your own air supply up there. You have oh. to, like, you are so, so high. Because yeah, it's you're, literally low orbit. So, yeah, you're, yeah. you're dropping from, instead of going below radar, you're dropping from above radar. Okay. So it's a very high. The, in the game, it does show, like, it makes him, like, depressurize the cabin of the mm-hmm. plane. Um, he's wearing oxygen because that's why he's smoking around the oxygen, which is mm-hmm. a bad idea. And the game's like, hey, man, don't smoke. He would have blown them all up, okay? I know he's supposed to be a you know freaking Billy Badass over here, <laughs> but he would have blown them all up with that cigarette. Um, but 
it's done from such a high altitude you're wearing oxygen as you jump and then usually there's like a um a device that tells you when you have to pull your chute because if you pull it too early it will literally rip the chute off your back because it's such a high jump it's it's Mm. very very complicated they don't do them a lot um tom cruise did actually do one for mission impossible uh, because he's like a real life superhero, apparently. Um, he does that to make up for being like four foot eleven. Um, so game starts. Master, uh, almost said Master Chief. Um, we are introduced to Snake. My first note is Snake should not be smoking around a bunch of oxygen. Um, he throws it away in slow motion. What more do you yeah, want? That's so much slow motion. Um, when you do the drop, you're introduced to Major Tom. Uh, which is the first of many, many references to popular pop culture. Boy, does this movie, this uh, game wants you to know that it knows its movies and its music. Um, Major Tom explains to you that, hey, this is a mission to recover a scientist that was originally, he escaped the Soviet Union across the Berlin Wall. Then the Cuban Missile Crisis happened. And apparently in the war of Metal Gear... The Cuban Missile Crisis was solved by them giving this guy back to the Soviets. Um, and now he wants funny to defect again. <laughs> because I know nothing about U.S. history. So in my head, this is all canon. This is all happening in real life. Um, I'm getting a history class right now. Yeah, uh, I, you're, if, you, if you take Metal Gear as canon, boy, are you, oh boy. please please do not ever be like, Hey guys, you ever hear about like the Operation Fortress mission to rescue that scientist that they gave back after the Cuban? Like, yeah, this... I wouldn't bring that up either because that was kind of like a, a blowout, you know? Yeah, kind of failed on that. Yeah, it was a failed mission. Yeah, we're gonna just it's like, a touchy create... subject somewhere out there. Someone's writing this down for like a history exam. <laughs> to talk about this this guy, this mission that went bad. Um, we also are introduced to paramedic first uh, of many bad code names also yep. uh she is all like medical advisor for this mission uh my fourth note down is boy do these people like to talk a lot um yep. we do the yep. drop it's very dramatic i think it takes 10 minutes to get to the ground um i didn't time it and then once we are in the ground i think there's another 10 to 15 minutes before we're allowed to move 10 feet there's a superhero landing that repeats four times from different angles yes 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 well mm-hmm. do you not want to repeat all your cool moments four times no oh, okay <laughs> um we're also introduced to the boss the boss is boss. um yeah so here's the thing you can talk to the boss and this is i believe something yeah, that tripped he, you up <laughs> not only that but it's apparently highly recommended that you do we got a discord message that just said Hey guys, does the game ever tell you how to do CQC? In which Michael sent a very helpful video. That was helpful. Thank you, Michael. You're welcome. It was helpful. But it was actually, you know what? No, never mind. Just keep going. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, the game, you have to call the boss. You said, where was this stated? I said, it was not stated. You just have to know to call the boss. Well, she tells you, call me if you need to go over the basics of CQC. So everybody says, call me if you need me. Remember my little thing and write it down and then go to the save menu and it's all actually remembered for you. Call me if you want to hear some crappy, pointless banter. (laughs) 
that doesn't matter in this game. So you've made this landing, right? <laughs> this is gonna be this is gonna be a long day, boys and girls. Um, you made this landing, and there is like twenty minutes of talking. There really is, and when you get to the boss, the problem with the boss with trying to call her to learn about the CQC is that she gives you like a first year philosophy student's opinion on war for like 30 minutes and i don't care where you fall in on military conflicts and things like that i don't care but this thing is so it's first year philosophy i'm you i'm doing the jerk off motion here it's what it is for like 20 minutes where it's just somebody's thesis and today's good could be tomorrow's evil jack yeah. well so here's the worst part about that you, you said that's on the call you say you have to call to hear that no no she, that no, was you, in the she, you're okay, forced I was about to, to say because to they if that's on the call they also make you listen to that while you're walking through the jungle no no they that's beforehand on the call is when she actually tells you how to fight people in close quarters combat there's also a moment where Snake says, yeah, I'm a little bit rusty on CQC because I've been working with the Green Berets. <laughs> the Green Berets are known for close quarters combat. It's their speciality. Like, that's what they do. And he's like, yeah, it's because I'm with those Green Beret guys. But we know from the Metal Gearverse that military operations are very ineffective. So the best way to get things done is to send one guy by himself with, with no, no equipment yep. into Or a no military. training, apparently, if you're the main character. <laughs> well, okay, so the boss... It's the only is, way to get things done. Okay, I gotta get us back on track here. The boss is the guy who trained Snake. Snake is this... He's the guy who sent in for this mission... When the, you have no equipment, because their justification is that they don't want you to uh, leave anything behind. Plus, that would lead back to the American, you know, military, American government. That's actually kind of a thing in reality. There's acquire on site operations where you go into countries and you acquire your equipment there. Now, I'm going to tell you right now, usually that means that you're just carrying equipment from that country. Like, he would just have Russian equipment. They wouldn't just send him in with like, hey man, good luck. Here's a pair of gloves so you don't get cold. Well, the boss also says that this is his final mission. And his final mission focuses on survival. Like using his survival instincts to... Yeah, it's like his final like, this is this the is true test. test of your warrior spirit or whatever. Um, he needs I to find gonna... his emotion that he carries into battle. I ain't gonna lie, I, I zoned out during the boss conversation. I usually try to focus very clearly but when I wrote down, boy, is this first year philosophy, um, I just kind of, I zoned out. So we finally get to play the game after like 25 minutes. Um, you Pretty have brisk no, for a Metal Gear game, honestly. Metal Gear 4 starts off with like a 45-minute video, so yeah. That's if you uh, don't listen to the briefings. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we're going in to acquire this scientist, get him back. Um, he wants to defect again. He already defected once, and then we gave him back, and he wants to defect again. This guy just can't... Uh... Well, he didn't want to go back. Yeah, like, he didn't want to go back. But... We sent him back. Like, Major Tom, in particular, sends him back as, like, hey, this is the only way to resolve the Cuban Missile Crisis. Um, as we're going in to do this mission, obviously, it's a stealth mission. Well, I would say this is a tutorial, except the game doesn't really teach you anything. Like, the game doesn't, like, hey, man... 
like it shows you like here's how to climb a tree but it doesn't do a lot of the modern which is the most imperative skill in this game like you don't really use anything else except for the tree climbing in this game <laughs> yeah you're not doing anything else um as you continue down the path you're moving through the the woods slash jungle i guess jungle more um to the facility in which this uh this scientist is being held not a lot happens here other than some stealth stuff uh we'll talk about the controls for a second there's some really weird stuff like you cannot walk in a crouch in this game yeah that's the part of this game i feel that's aged the worst for me (laughs) i see that i see that basement but (laughs) the game allows you to get into a crouch position but you just can't move so a lot of times it's like hey man there's this small wall here if i could crouch i would just crouch but the problem is also in the game is it constantly con- it doesn't allow you to control when it goes into farce pull up parson so you go into some grass being farce parson not be able to see jack around you and then have to get back up into like the crouch position to see and then get spotted and get gunned down yeah um the I'm not going to defend the controls in this game. I'm not. I'm and the crazy thing. <laughs> it's a lot. It's it's muscle memory for me, all of these controls, but that's not an excuse for the game not explaining these to you at all. Okay, Mike, when you first played this game, yes. did you play it when it was pretty new? I played... I got Metal Gear Solid 2 was my first game in the series. And uh, I got that when I got like a PS2 bundle. So it was kind of trial by fire. I was, when I first played Metal Gear Solid 2, I played on very easy and just got killed over and over again, barely making it through. It was on like the second time playing it through just to like try to understand the story more. Because again, I played two first, so I didn't know what was happening at all. So I'm sure you probably already said this like three times. When did this game come out originally? 2005. This game came out in 2005. I'm going to say this right here. Splitter Cell had a game out by this point, if I'm not wrong. Yeah, they had and like Splitter two Cell, out at this point. Yeah, Pandora Tomorrow was out. That game did the stealth movement better than this game. Okay. And this, the version you're playing, and this is something Michael told me because I didn't even put this together, mm-hmm. is actually an updated version of this game. Because originally, the camera was above you. You can't making this see game anybody. almost like unplayable. Well, so if it's in that state, does it switch back and forth between first person and that view? Yes. Well, okay, that's terrible. Then I don't know. I was gonna um, make some point, but nah. Do the first person button and then the overhead view. This game, the this remake gives you the choice. When you hit the right control stick, you have that option for that view, and having both. Like, the overhead angle does great for more interior environments, I feel like. Because it was designed... Because you can, like, also move that around and, like... Well, that angle was designed with the first and the second game in mind, which was almost entirely small, close quarters Mm -hmm. inside buildings. This was... They had to make a brand new engine for this game because the other engine didn't account for slopes. Yeah, I mean, like... This is some could say, some could say, <laughs> some could say that it was a mistake that they did game. not that they did not take that into consideration. I would have never been able to beat this game or play this game at all 
if it if I didn't have at least the more modern camera. I that's how I beat this game the first time. I rented this game and played the Snake Eater version and beat it in like a weekend. You but I was playing it. but I was playing on very easy and that was after playing like Metal Gear Solid 2 and Metal Gear Solid 1 over and over again. In fact, let me just like spell out why I love the insanity in this series. I didn't go from two back to one. I went from two to the remake of one, Twin Snakes, which oh, wow. is notorious for the most absurd cutscenes ever. Snake kicks a sniper rifle in the snow, catches it, spins, and does a 360 no scope, like in the <laughs> air. Snake, during a boss battle against a Harrier jet, jumps on a missile and then fires a missile. There is a man in this game made of bees. Yes. Michael, Michael, this game does not get less crazy. This is way Metal Gear This is, is. why, this is why, that's the absurdity of it is why I love Metal Gear so much. Okay. Playing it is kind of, you're, everyone's, I was terrible my first time going through a Metal Gear game. That's no excuse. That is no excuse. But the people who say they love Metal Gear played these games probably they make that their, like, tradition. Going through and, like, learning new CQC techniques to, like, take guards down. How to mess with guards and everything. Is there not only two? <laughs> is there not just throw this dude on the ground or slit this dude's throat? Well, no, you can point the knife at the guy and give it'll tell you where his friends are. Oh, okay. <laughs> Here's the thing. I, I too, I, I've like played... for that. I've played me some Metal Gear, <laughs> and I ran into situations, Nick, where I was holding a guy for a long period of time, trying my best to Google frantically, how do I interrogate this guy? <clears throat> so, like, this is this game does not do any of this well. There's no quick reference guide. It's on the main menu, but you Outside to, of the game. Outside of the game, exactly. Yep. So you have to leave the game to go look at it. That is a very PS2 menu type thing. Again, I'm not defending the old nature of this game at all. What I'm defending is my personal love with this game, which is very a subjective thing. It's but... a safe space here, Michael. Yes, we, no, we, won't, we won't judge you for it. <laughs> it, 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 it. In the defense of the game, you would have had a manual. Yep. So the game like is weirdly, and, and I these, guess, running off the assumption that you could look at the manual. And these games are very much tied to the manuals. If you remember, like I'm going back to Metal Gear Solid 1 here, but Nick, there was a point where you can't progress until you look at the back of the CD case. That's just DRM shit. <laughs> there's nothing spectacular there's, about that. That no, is DRM. There was a point in that game also in which the character reads your memory card. And like, hey, I see you like Crash Bandicoot. <laughs> <laughs> and you have to, I believe, switch the controller inputs. Otherwise, you can't hit him. Or you, you can't hit him. So that's cool. That's cool. I mean, but, it's, I wouldn't say that he's reading your memory card. Because if you have a PlayStation and, you know, back in the day, you probably played Crash Bandicoot. But, you know, whatever. That's cool. On this, the GameCube, he was like, you played Super Smash Bros. Oh, <laughs> you like Super Mario Sunshine. <laughs> <laughs> this this game also occasionally does that where characters will just randomly be like go to the start menu snake and it's like oh okay yes. thank would you would you like to save now okay we'll get to paramedic <laughs> let's let's continue um as you we get to the facility we stealth our way into the facility uh we meet the professor the um scientist we have a conversation we're like hey man we're gonna get you out of here 
and then the Ocelot unit shows up. Yes! Um, I remember Ocelot from the later games. Boy, is he a dork in this one. <laughs> yes, it's wonderful. Um, I love Ocelot. <laughs> he, his guys look like they're dressed like... They're dressed like Boy Scouts, but just with um, they like ski masks. Them, they hype them up, too. Oh, it's like, oh, this is the Gru unit. They the, left the Soviet Union because they think they can topple the Soviet Union, and they want to harness technology. Well, so they're basically Soviet Hydra. You know what those Spaznits? Like, they're, if you know what a Spaznit is, that's like the elite special forces for Russian military. Those guys get training where they're just, like, hit repeatedly in the stomach with a baseball bat. Like, they're, they're like, hardcore dudes, and they play these guys as the biggest dorks in the world. But, yeah, this is where you also get the information that this Colonel Volgor... Volgan. Volgan. Or Thunderbolt, as he's referenced also, um, is leading a, this unit that's basically going to topple the Soviet Union... Uh, Gorbachev is in power at this point who is like he was in real life moving the Soviet Union closer to more peaceful interactions with the uh, United States um, but they're basically going to overthrow him in this big coup um, Ocelot shows up we have I believe our first combat with the Ocelot unit do we yeah, fight before them? you no can... we don't yeah, that's yeah, a before you go into Retrieve Sokolov, you have to take out... Is it regular members or is it Gru members out there at this point? Because um, you go to that area twice and there's a group. Those it's are the second time Gru's there, right? The first group that's out there when you get go in to get the scientists... It's just guys. Is, well, they're, the, they're KGB. Gotcha. So they're like Russian loyalists, I guess, in this whole operation. And so they're taken out by the Ocelot unit... When you arrive and you're like you're in this standoff where you're out there with uh, Ocelot, um, this is where we learn that Ocelot's like a you know a hot shot shooter, but his gun jams mm-hmm. repeatedly because apparently he didn't learn that in his that's, hot shot Spaznet training. That's more of a revolver technique. Yeah, now let's talk about that too. <laughs> like he's flipping it around and he's doing all this stuff. Um, oh, did he do that? I I did not catch him. <laughs> Flipping the revolvers around and, you know, twisting his Boy, guns and stuff. The passive aggressiveness. Yeah. Um, I think I just might have blinked whenever that happened. <laughs> this game really wants you to... And, like, um, the sad thing is, I think the game thinks you're going to be like, man, this guy is cool. But I'm just watching him being like, this guy's a freaking dork. Yep. Um, his guys are there. This is when, I believe, Volgor shows up, Correct. Doesn't he show up at this point? No, Volgan, he shows up when you're on the bridge with the boss. That's like the whole reveal thing. So this is where the game doesn't allow you to actually fight the guys, but like Snake takes him out, basically. Mm -hmm. And he makes Ocelot look like a punk. You knock Ocelot down. It's something really cool. You get an achievement for it on the 360 version. But if you kill Ocelot... The colonel from the metal from Metal Gear Solid One will say, "You create a time paradox, Snake." Wait, whoa, whoa, whoa! whoa. I didn't Wait, get to do any of this. this how how did you kill us a lot? When he's laying on the ground after the cutscene where Snake just schools uh, Ocelot and the Gru unit, Ocelot's laying down there with like a the stars above his head. You can kill him there, huh. and then uh, again, the colonel from Metal Gear Solid One will be like, "You create a time paradox." Okay, that would have been cooler than yeah. what happened with me. I just walked away. <laughs> um, so you walk away. You got the professor. You're going down 
getting out of there basically you're going to do a um uh, what's it called? What's it called? Um, where you attach a balloon to somebody. A Fulton. A Fulton. Yeah. Yeah. Which is something that's big in Metal Gear Solid Five. Um, you get in, you're moving out. You get to the bridge, and there's the boss. Correct. Yes. And this is our big reveal that the boss is actually turned and is gone traitor. She's defected to the Soviet Union yeah. and the Gru. And we get introduced to the Gru. And they're basically, hey, surprise everybody, these are going to be the bosses of the game. Uh, each one of them will... The Cobra unit. Yeah, they're formal comrades of the boss mm-hmm. from, I guess, World War II? Um, there was some conversations about how yeah. the boss was like, the boss gave birth on the beaches of Normandy and all this kind of crazy stuff. Like, this is formal comrades of hers that she's reuniting with. Um... And she has provided as like her kind of, hey, this is proof that I'm legit. Uh, a bunch of tactical nukes from a, I think it's called a Davy Crockett. The, the, yeah, the Davy Crockett. Which is actually a real, <laughs> it's a real thing. Uh, fun fact about the Davy Crockett. Uh, not only was it a huge failure, <laughs> the Davy Crockett was, like had a range of like five miles and the radiation range was significantly more than that. <laughs> so if you shot the Davy Crockett, it would just irradiate the team that shot it. Remember the Alamo, Eric. Remember the Alamo. This was oh, a that's yep. That's yeah. what that was. Yep. Yeah, okay. yeah. This is the, like the game, like, hey, it's a Davy Crockett, but like that thing was a piece of junk. Like the this was a bad time for the US military and ideas. Um the boss gives you this big romantic speech and then proceeds to kick your butt and throw you off a bridge. That's a common theme in this game, Snake yeah. getting owned by the boss. Um, so obviously our mission has gone sideways. We also now see that the Soviets have a what is basically a metal gear. The Shadow mo- Hog. Yeah, it's a metal it's a mobile nuclear launcher. Um, so that's what a metal gear is? Kind of. What is a metal gear? Michael, tell tell me what a Metal Gear is. A Metal Gear is a weaponized tank that has the capabilities of shooting nuclear warheads. That's it? Yep, that's what Metal Gear is. Okay. Um, they are very impressed with this concept. That's the Mo- first one, though, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, the yeah. Shagohad is like, oh, we'll get into this, but it's more like a prototype for what will become Metal Gear. Okay. It's, the, it's the proto-Metal Gear. Okay, so you're pl- Gear. You're playing this in order of timeline, but if you were playing this in order of the games, you would have seen the the full, you know, actual Metal Gear from Metal Gear One and Two. So like the game is like, hey man, this is the the predecessor to that awesome thing you fought and dealt with in the first games. Mm-hmm. Um, it's but it's a big deal. Like, you, it goes back to like you know we're not going to go into cold war nuclear strategy but it is it's something that would be like a big threat even though you can apparently just go ahead and nuke people in an airplane while you're driving by yeah you can't well you can shoot it out of a helicopter okay, which is sure. not how that works either but well, i mean that dude did it in the game so oh, it's just like if i could do it in a helicopter why would i want to do it in a tank on the ground you're you're applying logic to this video game that, yep and that, I'm going to tell you right now, that's your first mistake. That's your first mistake. Um, let's go ahead. Okay, so Snake's thrown off of the, the bridge. Uh, 
the Cobra unit take the scientists. They take off in their helicopter. Um, a bee man still Sokolov. A bee, <laughs> a bee man does it. A man made um, of bees just picks him up and then drags him onto the helicopter. Uh, at this point, Vogan shoots the Davy Crockett at the research facility, nukes the crap out of that research facility. Snake is like within the Fallout range. But Fallout apparently does not matter in this video game. Um, Snake is brought back. You know, they they rescue Snake. This is also down here. This is where they teach you how to do some, like, medical walk on yourself. This might be the only real tutorial in the game where they're like, (laughs) oh, let's teach you how to use the survival menu. Well, like, it's what order to do things in. Mm -hmm. Can you heal in this game? Yes. Can you heal in this game? Yes. How? You have to physically heal the the injuries that restores health yes but yes well you regenerate health if all of your injuries are quelled also if you were stuck in the lake you might have leeches yeah no i got that i understand the leeches okay but so you regenerate health if all of your ailments are gone yes yes okay (laughs) okay okay like there's a survival mechanic of this game that the game does not want to really explain to you and mind you I'm telling you this, well, I, I'm going to get to some points in this where I'm just going to look at Michael and be like, I don't know how I got past this. I just kind of brute forced it. Um, Are you talking about the Ocelot fight then? No, I'm talking about a lot of things. Right. <laughs> um, this is the point where you're brought back. Um, basically, the U.S. government gets a message from Gorbachev saying, hey, you guys nuked our fancy nuclear weapons facility. U.S. government claims they don't know anything about that. Two I don't know what... terrible impersonations of world leaders. Who that is Lin- that? That, that Lyndon B. Johnson sounds like Aldo Rain from Inglorious Bastards. I was about to say, I did not know that was Johnson. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, was, I, had to, I went and looked up who was president in 1964. Because I was like, I'm pretty sure I know who it is. But I was sitting there, I was like... Diagummit, man, this Metal Gear, so who knows who it might be might be Robert Redford, all I freaking know for freaking Metal Gear universe. <laughs> be like the Watchmen stuff. But so I went and looked it up and made sure I was right. It's real presidents until it's not real presidents. Exactly. That's how Metal Gear yeah. works. That's why I didn't trust it. <laughs> um and basically he's like, You got to, you know, clear your name at the same time you have to take out Vogan. Uh that'll be your way to prevent the u.s and the soviet union from going to war to prove that the u.s was not involved snake has to kill the boss his former mentor yeah it was basically like why we gotta clean up this mess i thought it was weird that like johnson's like why is that our problem because it's your agent dude like (laughs) i don't feel i feel like gorbachev's got a point there he's like yeah man this is your problem fix it um Long story short, that's that kicks off the actual events of this game, in which we get the title sequence. Hey, hey guys, hey, we're, we're doing a James Bond, guys. Hey, it's a James Bond. <laughs> Do you get the the subtle references? It's, it's subtle. You're not wrong, but this theme song is amazing, dude. Listen, it has lyrics about killing and using a tree frog to restore your energy. It explains <laughs> to you the game. It was like if we were playing Call of Duty and then Call of Duty had a theme song and it's like, hold left trigger, hit right trigger. It literally, like, it's weird. But it's kind of stylish. It looks cool. It does I, look cool. I, I love know. this intro so much. Uh. <laughs> I, I, okay, because you've played this game a lot, Michael. Yes. Is the stuff that's in there, of like Snake shooting like an M60 in this game? Yeah, you, if you wanted to be. 
Okay. If you're trying to play it like a stealth game, you probably shouldn't get on the M60 and hammer on the square button or the X button. The stealth is out the window for me. Yeah, I'm trying to speedrun this game. I I am playing through completely non-lethal. I haven't killed anyone yet, not even bosses. I'm dropping everybody. Me and an AK all the way through. This is the first time, because last time I played this game two years ago, I played it on hard. I wanted to go back to normal just to make sure I can get through this game but i wanted to have like an additional challenge in there so this is the first time i'm playing non a completely non-lethal run in metal gear 3 and this is making me use a lot more clever tactics i've only been like discovered or like a handful of times man I can't. but i haven't died to like uh i'm gonna sound like eric with alan wake i haven't died to an enemy yet i've died drowning in mud and crocodiles have eaten me like three times. Crocodiles are a problem in yes. this game. <laughs> I didn't even know that the crocodiles could eat you, but that's the first thing that happened to me is there's 45 minutes of like briefing for this mission and the snake just walks into a quicksand and dies. <laughs> <laughs> that's a canonical ending. We're doing all this prep. We have to make sure that... And snake... Okay. Okay. Snake. snake! Snake is also like a beloved character. I once went to a Comic-Con... In which a guy, a snake inside of a box, roamed the entire con, harassing people for like an hour and a half and before security kicked him out. Like it was people. amusing the first time, and then after the second time you see it, you're like, okay, dude. He was like, you, he got, was your, you got your TikTok, you can kind of go. Yeah, uh, screw him. Um, but like, people love Snake, and I don't see it in this so far. <sighs> I like I, I okay we'll get we'll keep going we'll keep going so we go in no, like I said Michael I actually like playing this I'm enjoying this but we go back in basically hey snake okay now your mission is to go, not only are you trying to get this scientist back but now you're going to have to kill the boss and you're going to have to take out Vulcan and you're going to have to stop Easy. that and you're going to have to stop that that mobile missile launcher so snake goes back in. This time, Viva, like a pod drop, drop thing, which has a postal in there that you can stare at that's just like a real-life woman. So this one's an ODST, which is a real... Is that a real thing, too? ODST drops? Uh, no. Okay. No, no, but Got but it. I wish there were. There was a game we should have played. Halo ODST. Halo ODST. Never saw it, too. No. <laughs> ODST's a good game. Um, but we drop in... It's not very in. hard to play, really, if you know how to use a controller <laughs> yeah oh boy this is gonna be a long four episodes um so bars we go in first thing that happens is we'll go in there we're, we're back in the exact same spot we were before but now we're moving to that same facility we show up at our burning pod and doesn't look like a nuke went off there at all no! all the trees are there everything is fine <laughs> there's no radiation was that supposed to be the the place that yes you shot? that oh. we are going to the building that got hit by a nuke and nothing and it's changed. still standing it's the same <laughs> i know i know i'm with you on this okay. this is a badly i was about to make a statement but i ain't gonna make it this they you but should you know, know. It, was real. it was real though I, I got what you were saying, and it was... Yeah, okay. <laughs> but we, we get to this... We're going in, and we get back to like where our pod was. Like We do our power drop. We now have weapons. You know, We're all prepped. We're ready to go. You got a nice new gun? <sighs> oh, wait. A, no, you don't. You have a tranquilizer <laughs> gun. Um, the bar shows up on a horse. Yes. She proceeds to kick our butt again. 
Yeah. Snake just sits there like, okay, Snake has a weird relationship with the boss because it's considered like almost romantic and motherly at the same time. <laughs> and like I sat there, I'm like, this is this is a subgenre. What this is, man, I don't it was feel ahead of the times. Too. It was very ahead of the times, man. Who would have known? But like, I'm just sitting there. I'm just like, man, Snake. Okay, are you are you okay? What has happened in your past? Um. But the boss kicks off, but again, she's like, hey man, get out of here, kid. And blows up a pod with an M16 that's not got a stock, but got a dual barrel, like, dual drum magazine thing. The Patriot is the name of that gun. That's that's an M16 with a double barrel, I mean, double, whatever, it's a fancy M16. When I you think. unlock that gun, it has unlimited ammo. Well, okay, yeah. So that explains. That, that makes lust. Which is, a, which is a canonical thing in Metal Gear, infinite ammo. Okay. Yeah, and I'll get to a character will just go, I have infinite ammo, and you're like, okay, <laughs> cool. So, <me> too. <laughs> so the boss, after she beats the crap out of you, like, this is another sequence where you have to heal up, and if you talk to paramedic, like, Snake's not even subtle. He's just like, hey, let's just throw some sexual references. How you doing? What do you want to do? It's like, Snake, you are in the middle of, like, a very time-sensitive mission, and it's just, this T, yeah, this is... He's Snake is not smooth. He's not smooth at all. And it's not fair that Paramedic just lets him get away with it because it teaches everybody, like, you can be like this. No, you can't. No one will ever respond to this kind of actions. <laughs> um, you do some fixing up of yourself, and then you proceed to continue to stealth your way back to that same facility that we went to the first time. It's now at night. Um, there's a bunch of other KGB guards um, this is when I tried to get used to the gameplay. I actually started to get a little bit more better at it. There's a sequence in which you can, um, you know, you're crossing that same bridge. You know, that you're feeling kind of, I felt more comfortable at this point. Um, I still one, didn't know that close quarters combat was a thing in this game at this point. So Yeah, which is a problem because there's no, yeah. I don't think you have a gun. Yeah, yeah, you, don't you have your tranquilizer because your main gun got uh, beat up. Yeah, taken destroyed apart. by the boss. Um, tranquilizer's gun also only walks if you hit him in the head. Really, like it takes time. It takes time if you hit him anywhere else. The gun, the head, and the hearts will instantly take them down. Hitting him in the heart though is weird because the game doesn't do a great job of being like, "Where's the eh. heart?" I, I don't know. I didn't. Yeah, you're right. Um, once we get back to that exact same facility we were just at. We meet our contact, who is somebody is mem- members of two different people. They're going by the names Adam and Eve, who are they are defect. They yeah. are people who defected to the Soviet Union. They're co- the CIA code breakers, and they want to. I guess they feel bad about what they did, so they want to go back. I guess they were working as double agents. There's a lot of another first year philosophy there, where she's like, "I saw the the." the the conflict is double sided, and bro. the universe the is double sided. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, yeah. More you're giving emotion. Um, yeah, it's a lot of that. Um, we see that Eva. She arrives. She does on... not say the password. No, she does not say the password. And Snake's just like, "Hey, you're hot enough to get away with it." Uh, <laughs> Eva, she does kind of, she does a cool motorcycle spin and t- takes out some soldiers. So I guess like, hey, you saved my life. I guess that's good enough for me. Also, we've been and then told. she unzips her shirt and thinks like, this is really good enough for me. So. We, we've also we've been told this is a stealth operation. 
and she pulls up in the loudest motorcycle in the history of motorcycles. Sound does not exist in cutscenes, Eric. Yo, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she shows up in this motorcycle. She does not say the password. Once she undoes her shirt, Snake's just like, holy crap, you're good, you're my, you are the best. And then you can press RB to stare at her boobs. You can uh, press, yeah. yes, you can press RB that was to my, stare uh, at her boobs. That was and my ta- note that says, oh, Kojima. Actually, no, that was the second one where, like, Snake's waking up and then you Looks can press butt, it again. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, you can look at her, yeah. <laughs> well, because you, you can hold your eyes, like, semi-open. And, like, okay, here's the thing. I play this game. I'm I'm sitting there playing it, and like I wanted to know if you hold it down and you just stare at her boobs long enough, does the game recognize like, hey, you parv, and like she slaps you or something? <laughs> no, the game just lets you do it, and she's yeah. like okay with because like if you go back to Snake, his eyes are just wide, staring straight down. <laughs> like the game's just like, hey, this is what we're gonna do for like even five if you don't minutes. hit that button, he's just there, you still get the glimpses. You still too. Get yeah. it still forces you to get like two glimpses of the boobies. <laughs> the game's like, hey man, you ain't trying to high road me. Not gonna high road me. Um, Wow, yeah, and so she shows up. She's like, "Hey, I know where this professor is. I'm gonna help you get him. Uh, we're gonna rest here tonight, and then tomorrow morning we'll, you know, we'll take off." She gives you a brand new M, uh, uh, 1911, 45 caliber 1911, 45 caliber 1911, which <laughs> the grip is modified. <laughs> it sounds like it just goes yeah, everything all is way modified. I'm gonna say this also. He like I'll, the 1911 is a really cool handgun. It's very old school. According to fate. Snake, it's the best handgun. Well, okay, yeah. According to, according to Eric, it is too. But like the fact that he spends so much time describing it, like it's perfectly done for my hand. How did they get those measurements? Like Snake's acting like this is a custom gun for her, and she just pours it out of a cleavage and gives it to him. I'm like I don't freaking man. I don't. Where else are you gonna keep a gun? You, in a holster. She's got enough space for it. Um, so this is the point where like Snake's going to get some rest. Uh, he makes a statement like, hey, I don't know if I can trust you enough to sleep around you. And she's just like, oh, look at me. And he's like, okay, cool. <laughs> he goes to sleep. But you can hold your eyes open to look at him. Mm-hmm. It, it's really weird. Like this game. He like does uh, something with the gun too where he takes like one of the plating off the side so he can hold the knife better yeah. so he can use do CQC combat while holding yeah. the gun. He and takes she's a- like, what are you doing? I just gave you this knife sitting and he's like, the boss taught me everything I know. But like that makes no sense because the 1911 doesn't have a... Okay, whatever, man. Sure, he modifies the gun so he can hold his knife next to it, you know. It's kind of cool. It's... it's, it's uh, no, I will yes. defend this game to my grave. <laughs> um, this is also the first time the game like, really like promotes you to save, like because you basically have to save to sleep because it teaches you that if you sleep you save. I guess um, that's when you wake up and you can peek at Eva. <laughs> um, long story short, then Ocelot Unit shows back up again. Um, <laughs> they get owned again. <laughs> they get owned again. <laughs> Wonderful. This time. Ocelot took Snake's advice. He went and got himself a revolver. And Snake still tears him down. Like, ah, those engravings don't give you any tactical advantage. <laughs> okay, well, there's a cool reference to that in 5. Yes. In 5, there's a moment where you show back up on the um, the ore platform, and Ocelot's there teaching people how to uh, do, like, shooting. And the guy's doing fancy shooting tricks, and, like, he straight up, like, makes fun of him. He's like, don't you know that those engravings don't help you at all? 
it's just literally the same dialogue yeah, looked it's, it up again it's, it, it's it was cool but boy it wasn't worth all of this for 15 years later for that um ocelot grabs eva uh once again my trip my uh note just says ocelot sucks at guns still um he's flipping the gun around a bunch but he's still he puts freaking, it in the holster wrong <laughs> yeah he puts it in the holster she, wrong she does a high kick knocks him down she does a backflip onto her motorcycle, charges him with the motorcycle, does a backflip with the motorcycle up his body, up his body, knocking his face, and then that, and then the knife she threw up earlier because at one point she throws a knife for some reason. She just catches the knife after all that, and that was the point where I wrote down this might be the best game ever made. <laughs> also, before this, there is a fight with the ocelot unit because like Eva bells out of a. Um like a window or something is that before or after this no she hot she yeah this is uh it's like that. the uh under of the that little house the yeah, uh yeah i can't think of the word but yeah the she crawl just goes the crawl space yeah yeah she goes in then you have a kind of showdown with ocelot unit i killed a bunch of dudes yeah um, there ain't no non-lethal with me man everyone dies um, a lot of people did the sleep <laughs> yeah, nobody did the sleep with me. They did the permanent sleep with me. Um, so we, she takes off on her motorcycle to go be stealthy throughout the facility. She also gives you a rundown of kind of like the path to where you're going. Like, hey, there was a cave, and then there's a swamp. You know, she kind of like tells you that stuff. Um, and she's worried about them finding out that she's, you know, been gone and that she's the traitor. Um, you proceed to go off. This is kind of the first extended gameplay sequence. Um, there's kind of some cool stuff here. I got bit by a cobra at one point. Mm-hmm. Um, the game doesn't tell you at this point that you should be like killing animals to trap, to eat, mm-hmm. and that certain animals Snake likes to eat and some animals he doesn't. He's got some calorie mates. He's got calorie <laughs> mates. Like This is when the game like, hey man, this is a game about survival too. Mm-hmm. And it does not like your your point, Nick. That like, how do you like? You asked us straight up. How do you do? You gain health back. The game doesn't tell you like, hey man, you need to also kind of hunt some of these animals. You need to rebuild your stamina over time. Yeah, like, it, I mean, it mentions that part because it's all the like all yeah. that stuff it mentions. Like, mm-hmm. this is how you heal your or not heal yourself. They say this is how you cure your ailments, and then this is how you rebuild your stamina. But it doesn't ever say like, hey you should probably try something other than shooting these people with these guns that you can aim, but we're also not going to tell you how to do that. <laughs> okay, let's pause for the second about the gun aiming in this game. Is there a way that after I shoot a gun in first person that he doesn't put the gun down? Yes. How? When you're in first person mode, you hit the uh, left stick and, and he'll draw the gun and have it out, and then you can hit X. But all then it'll go away. Yeah, you pull the trigger once. Oh, you do? Or you, it so goes with away. the AK, you do like a three round burst and it's done. Which is very frustrating in that, in that boss yeah, fight yeah. coming up. Yep. Because you have to pop him one time. And like if you keep hitting the the X button to shoot, do you get? Is, does he have iframes? Because I didn't know that. No, no. Okay, he just keeps, I, he'll keep shooting. Okay, this but it's pretty, like it mm-hmm. doesn't. It's like it doesn't register it as like staying up. So he'll shoot and he'll come down. He'll shoot, pat, 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 up and down, up and down, up and down. It's very weird. I and thought you something have to was wrong. Use three button presses to aim. Yes. So you're literally just clenching 
the controller in three different places with your left hand, and then when you do aim, you have to switch your finger off the shoot button to aim and then move it back to the shoot button where's your shoot button x, x. okay <laughs> so you have to aim with the right stick yes yeah mm-hmm. this or, i'm holding a no, controller you can aim the left. here's the x you can aim with Here. the left stick I okay thought. yeah but, because you can't move in first person mode so maybe that's the secret so, I've, yeah. I've been making the same thing i've been using the right stick yeah you can to aim. aim with the left stick so i guess you're supposed to aim with the left stick mm-hmm Okay, Michael, explain to me why the aiming's bad. Because make it make sense, Michael. Make, because like, it feels like an obvious thing. Like, I get that the game is a stealth game, and the game wants you to play stealthy. So I guess in some ways they're supposed to be like, "Hey, man, don't be shooting. You're you're not supposed to be shooting." But then you give that's me that's perfect. Of- that's perfect. I'm I'm a hundred percent behind that. So once you send me this little thing in Discord that says, "Hey." You're supposed to walk up to dudes and knock them unconscious or stab them in the neck and they won't kill you and they won't alert their friends. I'm like, oh, this is this game. This is how I'm supposed to play this game. And then immediately, not 10 minutes later, I'm shoehorned into the crappiest boss fight I've ever played in my life where they're like, oh, psych, dude. You're actually just doing a long-range gunfight with the worst aiming and gun control in any game this, I've ever played in my life. This is my least favorite boss fight. You cannot game. access him because he's across a ravine. You can't, even though there's a little tiny ledge on the left side, this is going to be in the red, Michael, so yeah, I okay. apologize in the future. I'm, I'm writing these down. <laughs> <laughs> there's a little ledge that I've seen Snake jump over heights that size in the game all like to this point you can climb on top of boxes nope you can't climb that ledge and walk across to you know choke slam this dude like you've been doing to everybody else in this game you just have to sit there and wait for him to say wait i'm reloading don't shoot not it not it i'm reloading give me just two seconds (laughs) okay i love reloading in the middle of battle this is intense. Yep, yep, this, this is exhilarating. Yep, I, I know all the lines because I've heard them. I'm not exaggerating when I say I spent two hours on this fight. Oh my two gosh. hours. I'm just going to bum rush through too so we can get to that fight. So there is the moment where you like you stealth through a bunch of, you stealth through a facility, which is kind of like an old school Metal Gear experience. There's a moment in which those traps set up. Mm-hmm. I hit a trap. The trap is smack me with a log, mm-hmm. and then I get a message from Eva like, "Hey, be careful of those traps." <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, "Oh, he's freaking jackass." Um, this is the point of the game where you have the most freedom to explore, and uh, the game really rewards you with exploring with like items. You can get like uh, additional weapons that way. I found additional camos doing it that way. Oh, would y'all like to talk about? One particular camo. Uh, <laughs> so we received a photo in the Discord from Nick that just says, "This is not okay," because <laughs> one of Snake's face paints is just straight up blackface. And I looked at it. And I was like, I tried at first to find like I was like, surely this game, like it was two thousand and five. It wasn't like nineteen sixty. And I was like, maybe this game justifies this in some way because i didn't even look at that one to be honest with you. i kept going to the because there's a camo mechanic where you pick a camo that gives you a better percentage i saw it i used the, i flipped to the camos every single time i moved to a different like style terrain like every time i'm like oh i'm out of grass now i go oh i'm in the grass now see i'm uh, shooting to grass make sure i'm above at like 80 percent at all times see but 
th- that one's not okay. I don't know why that one's in there. Um, I, I don't I don't have a justification. I for think it. it's meant to be paired with the the black suit. Yeah, I don't actually think it's supposed to be like blackface. Like, <laughs> but it's, it, but it's, it's supposed to just be like just him. You're, head you're to wearing toe a black night. Yeah. It, Makes sense in context for what's going on, but taken as a whole by itself, you can be like, oh crap, yeah, this is messed up <laughs> I, I a little bit. Like, if you, you're using it for, like, night and sneaking through this one thing, but if you're just like, I'm going to wear this for the entire game, then what? Well, yeah, God. I just don't I'm sure there's people who've done that. Yeah, those, I'm sure there's people who've done that. Those but. assholes out there who did that. But well, I just don't know, man. I just feel weird it, about that particular thing. I don't feel like there's any ill intent here yeah. specifically but it's I, still... I can't put nothing past these guys man i mean there's a button just to poop peek at boobs i mean that, yeah, that's fair yeah i just wanted to bring it up it was just weird um so you know this is a good section in my mind like there is some really cool stuff here like where you're sneaking through um you know by like landmines and those attack dogs and those like fences that are electrified that you have to run and jump through and like i actually really did enjoy this this is probably my favorite part of the game so far um and i agree with nick like if you are taking guys down like by physical takedowns it's actually i that, enjoy that's it. that's like when i was like oh okay this isn't the worst game i've ever played yeah I, and i correct me if i'm wrong michael we're gonna get more of that right more of this kind of stuff yeah, there well, are we're stealthing through sections. We'll we'll crawl into the yeah, jungle. There's, okay. Yeah, uh, that is mostly going to be our second section. Of okay. Going through the jungle. And That's stuff. good. There's some more boss fights in this section, but I want to say that most of the boss fights from here on out, you can use CQC on. Okay. That's that's good because I I don't I don't mind shooting when I'm ambushing somebody. Like if I'm like in the woods. And, like, I got time to, like, there's a portion that's on, like, a bridge. And so you can, like, shoot the the wasp nest and make it fall. So, basically, you know, all of this stealth operation stuff is we're crawling through woods and we're taking out guards and sneaking past guard dogs and stuff like that. All leads up to the ocelot fight, uh, which is, once again, we'll move in through the jungle. We'll come to a ravine. And the ocelot unit shows up, which, mind you, he calls the ocelot unit by going meow. That is, that is wonderful. <laughs> no, it's not. Meow. When he did it, I laughed out loud, and like it. it I but, think that was the intention. Yeah, yeah. I, I I feel like the game knows that ocelot's a dork at this point, right? I, like the game knows that. Uh, maybe it does. Who knows? But ocelot shows up. We have a fight across the ravine. Ocelot's on one side, on our side is us, and then behind us is all the Ocelot unit. So it's like, it's the equivalent of school having everybody like form a circle and let the two guys like, beat the crap he, out of each he other. He tells the unit, don't shoot. Yeah, I want to do myself. But they do. Yeah, yeah. then they ran up, yeah, because they're like, every once in a while they're like, hey, let's just put a couple shots down range to help Ocelot. Um, basically, you got this, Commander. Yeah, like they're cheering him along. Like, it's, it's this wonderful. gun battle. But. This is a weird fight, and like we talked about the gu- the gunplay not being good. It's probably the weakest boss fight in the game because yeah. it depends heavily on the first person aiming. But yeah, I think the second boss fight that happens like um, not even half an hour after this is much better. Than yes, this boss fight. agreed, agreed. Um, this is 
like I said, the aiming becomes a trouble. You're basically just waiting for them to pop out, pop them a couple of times. There's a couple of like uh, bees uh, nests that you can shoot to fall down and get them hit by some bees. But you get one shot off of that, and one shot does no damage. I was using the AK-47. Okay, so I, I was, was using the AK-47 too, but it's there's recoil on it, which is fine. <laughs> but you can't like you can't aim the gun without you know. It's it's bad. It's bad. It's bad. Aim. If you hit it's the bad. left control stick, you have it up, and you can like aim it. And initially. then you can get three shots off on it, and you can line the first one up. But the recoil is so strong yeah. that you won't hit all three of those shots. No, it's it's it's. This is not a. I, good, it's not a good fight. I used the tranquilizer throughout the whole thing. <laughs> How many times did you have to hit them? Quite a bit because uh, you uh, are not going for the because uh, every boss meter has the same meter as you. They have the uh, stamina meter and the life meter so my goal to play non-lethal is just to get that stamina meter down so in order to do that i can like knock wasp on him and that'll knock the stamina meter down a bit and also gives lines up a shot you can also shoot him relentlessly with uh because that uh tranquilizer gun shoots relatively quickly you have to like reload after each shot but you can just spam X whenever you have it aimed and just keep getting line up headshot after headshot with that. Because it doesn't have any recoil, so it... Not I mean, as much as, like, using the AK. It's almost... Well, like, here's the thing, Nick, and this might be something, because I'm playing the same way you are. I'm using, <laughs> like, I'm using guns. Like, we're <laughs> dropping fools. I'm assuming that the game doesn't really want you to, like, just be AK Shio firing at everybody. Like, I get that. That's but, fine. Like, I know. I'm not justifying. I'm just trying to figure out, like, why decisions were made like the mark 22 terrible it is terrible for this it does the exact same amount of damage as the m11 1911 whatever the whatever that gun is your standard pistol that you use in this game it does the same amount of damage but it's not as fast uh you eventually run out of ammo for that pistol if you play like i am which is not knowing how to play this game up until this point uh the ak so eventually what it took is i left the the game went to the menu i was like okay up until this point everything has been alleviated by me just not knowing something that is apparently core to this series even though when you start this game there's even a little survey question that says hey man have you ever played a metal gear game before oh that just determines what bonuses you get i imagine you <laughs> i'll get there seemingly not because seemingly not i did i didn't know that because i imagine you hit i've never played a metal gear before yep, that's thinking that would help you but really i'll tell you what each one of them does if you hit i like metal gear solid one you get a bonus in stamina <laughs> wait, wait what yeah if you say i like metal gear solid one you get a bonus in stamina if you say i like metal gear solid two snake is wearing a mask for the first little few cutscenes of the game that has blonde hair and looks like raiden from metal gear solid two and he, he until like 15 minutes in when he's like this snake needs to shed his skin and just undoes the mask if you selected i like metal gear solid three which is what i did because i wanted the you get additional camos at the beginning of the game for saying, I like Metal Gear Solid 3. Because, like, oh, you played this before. Here's an additional camo. Let's have fun. <laughs> Somebody cover some air, because I gotta step outside for a sec. <laughs> so, oh instead of, like, doing what you would anticipate, which is just force you to go through tutorials in this game, 
it just does nothing. No, it, it talks to you for 45 minutes instead. No, you no, I'm just saying like you would think that if you click a button that says I've never played one of these games before. I'm, listen, I'm not it makes say, it easier for people hey, who have played this these games hey, before. Don't just crawl around until you get spotted. <laughs> Why don't you try punching somebody? Are you using the are <laughs> using the radars and everything that come in the? So initially, I was not, and then whenever I dropped into the crawl space, oh, which is like the action button is Y, and you use the Y button four times in this game, which is to climb trees and. Tr- in, in a very specific spot, drop into the crawl space that Ava did. See, I didn't drop into that crawl space. No, so I didn't. That's why I, I had I to was like, maybe, this is what kills me about this game. Is like, I'm just like, maybe I can do this. And then like, one out of ten times, the maybe I can do this works. So it's just like, maybe I can shoot this electrical box on the side of this fence, and I won't get shocked by it. And it works. And it's just like... Maybe uh, these dudes are going to charge this room and I can drop out of the floor like that chick did right in front of me. And then five times it doesn't work. But if you do it as soon as you leave the cutscene that you have to rewatch every time you die, you drop into the crawl space, you can pull out the radar, you can see where they are, you can take them out. There's a cutscene there if you die? There's the cutscene where she does the right up this dude's face and leave and then drops into the thing replays what? every time yeah i've never yeah. seen that see i no, have it to. replays every time you die guess what i know every piece of dialogue in the ocelot fight because he repeats it every time you die if you eat any of the creatures if you equip any of the weapons <laughs> if you do any of the curing and then save after it that's not a persistent save yeah. even if you do it after after the checkpoint. Yes, the That's thing. not a persistent save. So you have to do that every time. I never figured out how to get into the crawl space. Know how I got through that? Did you just shoot everybody? I freaking ran out there and ran through all the bullets yep. and beat everybody down <laughs> because I couldn't figure out how to get into the... See, I... People are going to say y'all just suck at this game. But They're here's not the thing. Wrong. I but suck at this I game. I suck at this game, but the game does not make it easy for me not to suck at it. Okay? But we gotta go back. Ocelot fight it happens. It is a. Metal Gear Solid is a series that rewards you for playing it over and over again because you know how to, like, mess with the AI. You know, like, how far they can see before you can, like. Uh, before you're spotted and can trigger events. It is a series that rewards you. I remember my first time playing Metal Gear Solid 2, and I, on very easy mode, was having a very rough time with that game. But I know that is no excuse for mm-hmm. first-time players especially. Especially when you hit a not- note that says, I never played this before. And, like, I'm playing on easy. Like, I'm not trying to be, like, gotcha. a macho man. I'm playing mm-hmm. on easy. Like, I'm not playing on normal. I'm not playing on very normal. I'm playing on easy. Here's the thing. I can't justify... Like, I am enjoying this game. I want to say that. I'm enjoying this game. But I also don't feel like there's a point in this game where I feel competent yet. And maybe there's a point coming. But, like, doing this Ocelot fight... That was me playing through hard mode a couple years ago. I was, like, slamming my head against the wall, figuring it out. And, like, again, that's no excuse having to play on a harder mm-hmm. difficulty to get better at the game on easier difficulties. But No, listen, like, here's the thing. There's moments in this game where it works. Like, there's a moment in the Ocelot fight where I was like... 
I crawled up the tree. I hit the wasp nest that drew him out, and then I shot him in the head. And I was like, don't, that don't mislead works. people because the wasp nest does not pull him out of cover. Well, it doesn't pull him out of cover, but it stops him from moving. It does stop him, but if he's in cover and you can't see him, he's just going to stand yeah. behind cover and it's just going to prolong him reloading. He also has like a sexual experience when he realizes he has to reload doing uh, <laughs> doing shootouts. He's like, oh, reloading, oh. You got to reload a, a, a semi-automatic also. Like, you yeah, got to put a magazine. It's different from a clip, Eric. <laughs> yeah, okay, but you still got to reload it. No, nope, I mean, it's different from a clip for him. I know because he told me for three hours. That never changes with Ocelot. He's been, he does that in every single time you encounter him. He's like, I love reloading in battle. That's such a freaking weird fetish. It, it's a weird it's like, fetish. Let me tell you it's about horrible, Metal Gear Solid, bro. a game of weird fetishes. Because it's yeah. <laughs> Every where the series where everyone names themselves after their fetish. Yeah, <laughs> true. Um, after the Oz, you finally defeat Ocelot. And after then, three hours, uh, right, guys? Three hours. It took me a while, but it didn't take me three uh, hours. I'm not gonna say anything. You probably uh, if you say something, it's gonna piss a ball. Yeah, <laughs> no, he already has. Just, it was, the, it was the, the thing about playing this game before. Uh, <laughs> the, um, I'm the, over the hill now. <laughs> Okay, okay. Nothing but positivity from here on out, right, Nick? <laughs> yep. <laughs> Michael, what happens after we beat Ocelot? We fall down the ravine. And what kicks us down the ravine? I don't remember. Bees. The bees. The bees, yeah, the bees. Because Ocelot bees spins his revolvers to kill bees. That's kind of like, cool. He's like doing like uh, poses, like cheerleader poses to like knock out them while yep. spinning his guns to kill bees. It's amazing. That's kind of cool. But... The bees come up, you jump into the cave. Here's a fun fact about that cave. You can't see anything in there. Yep. I had to turn the brightness all the way up. So is that my... what I'm going to have to do? Because you don't have a flashlight, or is that There's a torch. some menu? You will find a you torch will... It's pretty quickly. Okay. But the problem is, to get that torch, God help you. Because I know you got thermal goggles, but they don't walk down there. I, I couldn't find those You anyways. got sonar jump, but that stuff didn't work for me. I had to turn the brightness up on my TV to the max and then proceed to stumble around in the dark to find the torch. The thermal goggles didn't work for you, Don? No! You can't see anything. Oh, wait. You see some animals. No, 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 no. When I did some exploring, I found the night vision goggles. Well, I didn't find the night vision goggles, so I had to turn the brightness on my TV up. That, that's a problem. Yeah, I feel like this game rewards you for exploring, but it punishes you for not exploring. It doesn't make it yeah. necessarily easier by finding optional stuff, it just makes it harder for not finding that stuff. Harder for not finding that and stuff. And here's the exactly. thing, though. Like, I'm gonna go back there's, to one, there's one thing I will tell you about later on. Otherwise, it's going to make uh, your life a nightmare if you don't find this particular go item. Ahead. But we'll, we'll get to that. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. okay. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. This goes back to Nick's statement. The game asks you, is this your first Metal Gear? And you said yes. I, I think I said yes because I hadn't played two or no i don't remember i think i said yes um because i played four and five and that i was like that didn't count whatever so i i put it on there the game doesn't teach you up to this point hey some of this optional stuff is straight up almost necessary because like yeah if i find the ak-47 or the shotgun my life's a lot easier there's a shotgun in the game yeah there's a shotgun yep have we found it at this point uh i found it in the cave, I think. Okay. I think I found. It. Yeah, that's yeah. right. I think it's in the cave, so I don't think. Yeah. The cave is like a mini, a tiny Metroidvania dungeon, 
where you're gathering <laughs> not nearly as bad as you think it is where yes. you're gathering like tools to help you see further and to help you progress further into the cave and it's the minute you get the torch it alleviates a lot of those yeah. issues basically what i did is it's like I a little sh- puzzle i should tell you what i did i straight up i've turned the brightness all the way up on my tv i'm a problem solver boys um turned the brightness up i found the torch and then at that point i was fine at that point i actually kind of liked the cave okay because it was like i got the torch I could see, and then I was just exploring the cave. It was fun finding all the optional stuff there. Yeah, and you say it's a Metrovania, but it is and it isn't. like It's more of like a equipment gathering phase. Like, Mm -hmm. there's no enemies down there. You're just, like, I shot a couple of snakes to to get me some food to carry with me. Because also, your stomach growls if you're hungry, Mm -hmm. and there are lots of enemies. I don't know. I didn't test it because I've again yeah, not lethal. But like, I know that that happens because it'll alert enemies and bring it yeah, to yeah. you. But I, I've been taking the snakes alive and then eating them alive. I wonder if that gives you more stamina versus eating them dead. I'm I don't sure. know why it would. I shot him with AK. But the cool thing about taking snakes alive is if you capture a poison snake, you can throw it on a guard. It will poison the guard and kill them, but it does not count against your non-lethal playthrough. So that you can still get a zero on your kill count by throwing a snake at a guy. Okay, like I found mouse traps, so you can set like mouse traps to catch mice. Mm-hmm. Like there's all this stuff in the game. Like the game has cool stuff in it. Like I found out that if I swing my torch at bats, I can kill the bats with my torch. Like that stuff is cool. The game doesn't do a great job of explaining to you, like, hey man, this is an option. Like it, And I don't want a game to sit there for 45 minutes. The game already talks to you enough. I don't want it to sit there and explain to me every single thing. But it just... It makes the, the process of doing it, like the button combinations to do it, is so complicated that a lot of times you don't feel the need to... You don't want to try to learn to do it. I don't know. It just well, the game benefits from experimentation, but I see your point saying the controls are stuck in the early aughts that it makes experimenting more of a pain than it should be. Exactly. I understand, but yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, the cave. I actually liked the cave. I thought it was kind of a cool moment. Once I got the torch, I was fine um, because you are like venturing throughout the cave. It feels very. Um, kind of like uh like uh you know it feels more like the survival aspect of the game and then at the mouth of the cave is winch we and when we uh encounter the pain which to me is the first real boss fight mm-hmm. like i don't ocelot was a pain in the butt this is an actual boss fight that actually feels fun okay mm-hmm. um the pain is the bee man the bee man he's, he's a ton of bees uh here's something that will make your life a lot easier if you have found in in the cave, there's some of this. Mm-hmm. There's bug repellent. Bug. I think I missed that. I found incendiary grenades, and that helped me out. No, see, I found bug repellent. Hmm. If you take the bug repellent as an item, the bees kind of leave you alone, and you can just waste this fool. Because mm-hmm. at first I tried to fight him, and you can fight him by. It's you know he's on a rock in the middle, and you've got two rocks on each side. You, you can, can just swim around them and. Don't go into the water in this game because Diagon at the camera goes crazy. <laughs> <laughs> but um, the but you can kind of like hide behind the rock in the water and then pop up and shoot them. Like it's actually a pretty fun little boss fight. But if you take that bug repellent, those bees do not bother you. So you can stand like right in front of them, 
and just waste them because the bees are just not even getting near you. How I beat them is I had incendiary grenades and I threw the incendiary grenades on the platform and that knocked the bees off of him because he was on fire and then that just left him completely open for uh, the tranquilizer guns. So this is the point in the game. There's not a lot of experimentation you can do with the ocelot plot from what I'm seeing, but a lot of the boss fights from here on out, it rewards you for experimenting with what you got and there are multiple ways that you can come out on top in these See, I used there's not uh, just one strategy to yeah. overcome them i use flashbangs mm -hmm. to knock the bugs off of them so that made sense to me he's got these bugs on him that if i shoot him it doesn't do any damage throw a flashbang all the bugs go run away and i shoot him while he's you know and he's a big enough target that the aiming thing isn't as big of a deal because yeah. you can hold down the AK on him. He's not jumping around from platforms. Yeah, he's, he's standing on one around. platform. He's standing there. So using bees to summon a Tommy gun. Yeah. He's like, Tommy gun! And a bunch of bees just emerge on his hand, and then all of a sudden he has a Tommy gun. It's a pretty cool fight. This I actually amazing. like this fight. Um, <laughs> he's, yeah, and he's got like heat sequel bees he sends out at one point. He yells, um, and just like true anime, he yells his attacks. Yeah. Well, heat seeker bees! Well, it's like a boss fight in a video game. Yeah, you know, exactly. Like, you, you you learn his patterns, and you learn how to beat him. And this is actually a fun fight. Like, I actually like this boss fight. It's mm -hmm. a lot better than that Ocelot fight. Boy, that this is the first. And you're kind of made to believe this is the first real boss fight. Because Ocelot's not a part of that unit. Like, the pain is. And so, like, this is a... I actually like this fight. When you beat him, he Ocelot's blows up. Also, has a private contract for working for the bad guys, essentially. He yeah, <laughs> they have no respect for Ocelot either. Like, <laughs> they treat him like a punk, too. Um, yeah, so when you actually beat the pain, he blows up. And that is our stopping point uh, right here. Um, At this point, I made a few codec calls just to, like... I spent like 10 or 15 minutes just listening to codec calls at this point just to see what everybody had to say in this cave. And uh, I wrote down some of the important stuff yeah. you call signet the uh military expert and he lays out that the pain the end the fear the sorrow the joy and the fury all of the like boss, the cobra unit of this game are all named after emotions of going into battle and it's like these emotions are what they carry going in so pain is like always in pain that's why he has bees around him and we'll you'll yeah. see a bunch of the quirks of the other cobra units as you uh encounter them Eve, Eve, this is the important bit I was talking about. Eva tells you where to find the sniper rifle. Because that's another thing. You can call these people, and if you're nearby, something's like, hey, I believe there's a weapon around that area you can use, too. So Eva tells you that in the aqueduct, when you exit the cave, there is the sniper rifle. And you need that sniper rifle for a boss fight coming up. So just letting, just letting you know. You're writing that down. You're Everybody that write down. this down. In the aqueduct, when you leave the cave, there's a sniper rifle. When you leave cave, look All for right. sniper, or you can probably just call Eva at this point, and she'll tell you the exact. Yeah, instructions. Well, I I might have, and she might have said something, but I ain't gonna lie. Like I called everybody here too, just to be like, what's people say? Also, when you kill the pain, even if you're non-lethal, he explodes. So is that non-lethal? Yeah, that was that was non-lethal for me. He explodes, and if you call the major, he'll he'll tell you why. <laughs> They explode. Why do they explode? They're basically the Suicide Squad, and when they're taken prisoner, they commit suicide by exploding. But they actively do that. I mean, you didn't take him prisoner. I didn't take him prisoner. No, no, no. It's he when, got filled it's with It's whenever bolts. like his vitals show that he's been knocked unconscious or is killed that the whole explode. 
It like okay. tracks his vitals. Nano machines. Oh god. <laughs> god damn. Uh, okay. That Fine. Was, well, Nano machine. <laughs> um. And so yeah, that explains why they die if you were playing on on non lethal. Okay. I fine. That makes sense. I guess. There's um. For every question you have, there's an in war reason for it. But you have to call somebody. You have to yeah. call somebody, or look it up on uh, the, or it might be answered in a future game. Even years. <laughs> see, I just basically talk, I talked to Eva because she's the one you gotta talk to to save, and she just wants to talk about movies. She's like, hey, have you ever seen that Godzilla? Yeah, paramedic, paramedic. A you ever seen Godzilla? About. Yeah, I saw Godzilla. You ever see 007? The 007 conversation is hilarious because Major Zero just loses his mind and is just like, we need to name you 00 Snake. We can make you a snake that fits inside an attachy case. And well, that was hilarious. That's comedy gold for me. <laughs> I just <laughs> thinking I just... of a thinking of a of a snake shaped gun that fits inside a briefcase on this mission. I'm surprised that's not an item you find. I'm just at the point at this point where it's just like, I, I'm okay with those conversations, but like, okay, it goes back to placement. So like, you call paramedic to do a save, right? And a lot that means that you're done for the day. Theoretically, <laughs> I'm done for the day. I am trying to save. You're so never I done. Turn my Xbox off and go to bed or go do something else. Instead, she's like, "Hey, you want to talk about a movie first? And it's like, no. I'm like, yes, no. I do want to talk about the movie. Like, Tell there me what was you a got. point in which, there was a point which I was playing this game, and I was like, ah, wife's going to bed, I'm going to bed too. And I tried to save the game. <laughs> and then there was a 15-minute conversation with paramedic about freaking movies. And my wife's like, are you coming or not? I'm like, that guy, once this woman shuts up about Godzilla, I'll be in there. <laughs> like, it, it's just placement at that point. Like, I like this game because the style, this game is very stout. I like the style of this game. I enjoy playing this. Game. I'm enjoying this. The game. music is the music great. Very good. I, I those moments like the, I like the traversal of like the swamps. Like you're digging. You you feel like you're you know fighting the elements. Like you feel like as you're trudging through the the lakes and through the mud. Like you feel like hey, I'm really on this adventure and trying to do this super difficult mission. It's so like that's good. Yeah, but it's just sometimes like the game. It, gets up its own ass so much it just makes this a game just just let me save the game i just want if i'm trying to save a game i'm trying to probably turn the game off like it's just stuff like that i don't know man yeah are we ready for final thoughts on our yeah i mean yeah i know what nick is nick's just sitting there like he's calm now but nick what's your final thoughts okay better better way of doing this better way of doing this I'll, let me start. I'll, I'll show you what I'm doing. I am looking forward to continuing to play this game. I feel like there is going to be a moment in which I learned the game enough that I will no longer be struggling with having to understand how to play the game that I can just sit back and enjoy playing it. Um, like when I hear what Michael is talking about, like these kind of emergent things you can do to beat enemies and stuff like that, I want to get to that point. But my fear is that the answer to when I'll get to that point will be the second playthrough or the third playthrough. Like, I don't want to play a game three times to feel like I'm competent at it. That's that's a fair point, yeah. You know, so, but I do enjoy this game. Those moments, I think, are pretty cool. Like, I think the Cobra unit looks pretty cool. I thought the fight with the pain was kind of cool. I thought um, the moment when the game lets you just go out into the ward and stealth. I enjoyed. I enjoyed, like... 
Like, I didn't shoot the box to turn the fence off. I was running and diving through the holes and, uh, like, trying to navigate past the dogs so they don't see you. Or um, there's the logs that are there that you can, like, dive over the, the ropes. And, like, that feels cool. I felt like a, a cool, you know, special agent in the jungle trying to walk my way through the jungle. Um, I want more of that. And you say that more of that is coming, which is good. Mm-hmm. I want less of like stuff like the Ocelot fight. This second portion here, I'll get to where we're playing to next time. It's probably our longest chunk. I know a way to condense it if we need to, but this is probably the... I've tried to keep it even, but with how some boss fights and some set pieces line up, it's... This is going to be also... Where, where is our stopping point for this next part? I had our stopping point listed at a boss fight called the Fury, which is three boss fights from now. Okay. If we need to stop it at two, the fight with a boss called the End, we might can do that there because I remember my first time going through the End was a very long ordeal. With I that remember. Boss. I, I actually kind of know how the End fight goes. There is a way. That if you guys are struggling, I know a way to beat him instantaneously. Oh, well, let's let's do. <laughs> yeah. So if you're struggling through, there yeah. are ways to deal with the that second boss fight in this current okay in a really we're fun gonna, way. This is what we're gonna do. Crowd participation. If you are playing along, because I know some people who are actually going to be that I've already talked to who are, who are playing along with us, and you have trouble with the end. You can send an email to stateofsave at gmail.com and I will get Michael to email you back how to beat the end instantaneously. We it's will probably use just our... a quick Google search. It's probably the top thing no, you see on no, there. Shh, shh. Michael, we're trying I mean, to get the crowd only way you can learn our hot tricks is to call the Sega hotline. I mean, send us an email. <laughs> hot tricks at 1-800. Um, <laughs> Michael, it is slow voice would tell you how to beat the end instantaneous no but like you know we'll we'll get that information out there it's out there we will use the discord that i'll just go in the discord and be like michael tell me how to beat the end because i'm gonna <laughs> try to beat him without any help but if i need help i'll just put him on there like said so he might beat the boss fight to make me break my uh non-lethal streak we'll see how that goes but i want to try to beat this whole game non-lethal okay mm-hmm. all right nick What's your thoughts, Nick? Well, fuck this game. <laughs> Nick, are you going to hang in there with us? I'm not going to be the first person to punk out on a game and not beat it, so yes. but okay. I'm going to make an executive host decision here. If you get through it with us, to the best of your abilities, you know, barring unforeseen circumstances, <laughs> if you get through it with us, I partially guarantee, Michael, this is my hosted thing. I will allow you to pick our very next game. See, I, I don't know I will... what could be the most unbearable game. That's that's where my head's gonna go. <laughs> no, what's that... gonna be the worst game for you guys to play? I'll end up loving. I'll end up loving it and going, "Oh, this is a masterpiece work of art." Yeah, that's what everybody did with this one too. I hear it from everybody. Oh my lord, boy, Michael, you excited? This is not you, how I thought you, this was gonna go. You know I feel my. Like I'm being punished. No, you're not being punished. Personal. You know my thoughts on this game. I make that very clear. I wear this game on my sleeve. I absolutely adore Metal Gear Solid One, Two, and Three. I hold them as like some of my favorite games of all time. 
this is up there for me. It's not my favorite Metal Gear Solid 2. It's probably my favorite Metal Gear Solid, but I adore this game. Here's the thing. And playing through it again, learning, like, tackling challenges in new ways, trying to play through non-lethal, doing something I've never done before. This is making me love the game even more. Here's the thing. <laughs> this is the way this show goes sometimes. You know, we had Alan Wake first, and we all loved Alan Wake, and we were all together on that kumbaya. Then we had Observation. In which I was the man. The cracks who, were starting the show. Yeah, the cracks started. <laughs> where I was like, Eric was not enjoying operate, op- observation. Um, this is the one where, like I said, this is the rubber hits the road, boys and girls. It's been a ride. I was going to do like a recommendation section where we recommend something. We're already almost at two uh, hours. We're already at two hours. We'll put that for My recommendation time. Metal Gear Solid 3, Snake Eater. For the PS2, the PS3, and the Xbox 360. Go nuts. And the Nintendo 3DS. So imagine playing that version, Nick. Playing it on a tiny handheld. Oh. <laughs> At least I can lay in bed. <laughs> I'm, I, okay. Good, guys, it's been a ride. Thank you guys for listening to State of the Save. Um, please send your emails. If you want to tell Nick how wrong he is about Metal Gear... If you want to tell Michael how wrong he is about Metal Gear, if you want to just keep me out of it, I'm wrong sit- about a lot of things, so I will take that. <laughs> no, like, but state of save, state of save at gmail.com is our G- is our uh, email address. We started a Twitter account. We're still trying to build it. State of the save at Twitter. You know, twiddle at state of the save, I guess is what it is. Should we link that in the description as well? Yes, we will. I don't I don't understand the social medias. I don't handle the social medias. Um so yeah, thank you guys for coming on this ride. I hope you enjoyed it. Uh we'll be back in two more weeks with part two of Metal Gear Solid 3 Snake Eatle. We'll be playing up through the Fury. The Fury. Thank you. Have a good weekend. Stay safe. Oh, 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 oh,